Ambushed. What up, Ramos? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, not much. You know, just just uh, got some footage back. That. Oh, my God. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I um, sorry to interrupt the uh, dinner and also. Uh... Oh no, that's that's your, that's the whole thing, right? You gotta just gotta you know, let's pull the two. <laughs> well, welcome to the cellular ashram. <laughs> time to uh, call in and talk to uh, me about film. Yeah, it's good to be here for live from uh, from my living room. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how how did you get your start, man? Uh, I'm gonna take this real quick. So, I mean, I'll spare the whole like you know everybody kind of at point. And uh, I guess at my age, the cameras weren't really on cell phones yet. But, you know, uh, I had like uh, the home movie camera, you know, we and we honestly, it was always for, uh, comedy based. Like I'd make my own versions of like Scream and uh, like uh, I know what you did last summer and like these like ridiculous um, just like slasher type things. I was obsessed with that. And, uh because you know screams like funny right i mean i think that never dawned on a lot of people like when we were younger <laughs> yeah. um, but i just would make those as a kid with my cousins and stuff and um i always kind of credit wanting to make um when i started to actually like dig into like things that changed my perspective on um whatever the subject matter was like you know i was really really young um, when I saw things like Clockwork Orange and American History X, Stand By Me, Requiem for a Dream, um, all these like sort of, yeah, I guess American films that um, left like an impact in print. Um, and man, like, I want to do this because I'm very argumentative. I'm very uh, confrontational. <laughs> right. And, and, and like... <laughs> So I was like, wait, I can get my point across and say something with pictures. Uh, and I thought it would be like an animator, like being like, uh, uh, you know, drawings and stuff, you know, like cartoons or, or, or animation based. And then I quickly realized that I couldn't draw you know, <laughs> a straight line. So, so I was like, you know, I can, uh, I can just use real people, right? And, right. Uh, I guess it kind of started there. And I was that kid that was like, I always knew I wanted to tell stories. I didn't even before I knew what like a director was. Um, I was like, I, I want to make movies. You know, I'd say that like, like it would be like, yeah, you're crazy. I don't know. You know, that it's not really, I don't know. Nobody knows how to do that. But like, I was always like throughout middle school, high school, I was just like, yeah, I want to make movies. That's what I want to do. So I'm going to figure that out. Um, Is it, um, but you were born and raised in LA. Uh, yes. There was nobody else around you that, uh, that was interested in making movies? I would assume um, that uh, there'd be a ton not, of people that would. Not really. Because like, okay, I grew up in, I grew up in like a suburb. And then I grew up in Westchester, which is like just adjacent on the other side of the 405. Yes, I went um, to Loyola Marymount. So yeah, I almost went there. I, almost went there. Yeah. Um, I got accepted and then I, 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 decided i could not go to school blocks away from where i grew up i was like, i need to get out <laughs> okay. um, 
but there weren't, you know, there weren't like a ton. I don't know if it was because I was like very insulated in my friend group who was very much into like music and, and going to shows and um, doing that sort of stuff. But like my relationship to movies was always just with the final product. It was like um, kind of getting, hearing about a film that I wasn't supposed to watch and figuring out how to get it, my hands on it. It was like yeah. this, but like nobody, like, look, my parents are immigrants. Like I could, I live in a household where like they wouldn't let me watch the Simpsons, but like I could probably put on like some insane, you know, clockwork orange and they had, wouldn't, wouldn't, they wouldn't bat an eye. They'd be like, oh, it's a movie with people. Like, oh, whatever. But they knew the Simpsons were bad. <laughs> you know? That's quite the... Or like, you know, uh, like, yeah. like Pulp Fiction. As long as they didn't see the part where... They weren't really paying attention, you know? But as long as they didn't see, like, the part with the ear cutting or the, the, the you know, they didn't really... It wasn't in their zeitgeist. Like, Simpsons was, oh, that's a no-no. That's for adults. But, like, everything else, it was like, I could kind of get away with it and talk my way through it. Or, like, you know... I grew up in the, maybe we call it like the TiVo generation where like you had the last button on the remote. Right. If I was watching something bad, uh, I could like, can switch off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people like that's reflective of like watching like pornography, but I was like trying to watch like Donnie Darko. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so then you, you got a taste of a cinema and you really wanted to um, kind of, kind of um, make something similar or so did you actually end up going to film school? No, I didn't. Um, Kind of like I mentioned, I, so I was kind of an idiot. I didn't know a lot of people in the film industry. I didn't know all the film schools. I didn't even unfortunately apply to all of them. Like I didn't have that guidance. Um, So I remember applying to like, I remember my Holy grail was USC. I thought like, I got to go to USC. I, I did a, a summer program. Huh? Was there a reason for that? Why yeah, USC? I did. I did, I did a summer program there. Um, oh, okay. When I bef- I don't remember if it was before I went to high school. Or I was a freshman, but I did like this intense film intro to filmmaking course there. Um, that was like extremely expensive, but it was like real college credits, and they actually ended up counting later on. Like, and I graduated from college early because of this, which is really funny, but. Um, I went to this intense course that was like intro had this amazing professor there. Um, David McKilling, I think McKilling? he was amazing though. Um, inspired us to like, we just, it was essentially like what I now know of like what you basically do at NYU. Like you, there was this intense program where it was like the first job we had was you had to sh- write and shoot an in-camera edit. No editing, nothing. No intermediary, no just digital camera. Yeah. Shoot to tape and play, okay. we play the tape in class at the end of the week. What, uh, week. what year are you talking about here? This is like a summer course. I was like a teenager. Okay, what year? What year? Like in, in uh, I don't in, I have to look. I was probably like 16 years old or 17 years old. Uh, 2006, 2007. Yeah, something, something. Okay. I could like dig up the syllabus but it's like mid 2000s it was a time where because, like it was before yeah. the alexa came out it, i remember uh, okay when was that <laughs> uh i'm sorry uh, what was that camera again let me see i i think it was right when the red camera started coming out let me let me see uh, okay. hold on let me 
film wasn't even a question at this point. We're like, that's just, what I was wondering. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It was two thousand. It was around two thousand eight. I remember finishing okay. because I finished the program, and then the Dark Knight like came out, and they did a kid. That was like, I did this program during the Dark Knight era. And I was like, basically, after I finished that program, I was kind of all in. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to go to USC. I want to learn how to do this more. This professor was amazing. And he gave me a lot of encouragement. And um, and then I didn't get into USC. <laughs> um, I, um, uh, full disclosure, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know what? One day, and, I, and I, I remember that day being so mad. Because like it was the I was like I know what I want to do I know what I meant to do and they're not letting me I, that's the way I saw it and then after some time I was like you know what those motherfuckers are gonna wish they let me in yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it exactly and that's Fuck where my them. mind goes and, and you know it's not that I didn't get I got in and then at that point I was like I got into LMU and I got into UC Berkeley and that was like a really tough choice because it was go to film school like literally five minutes from where I grew up or go to a really prestigious um, UC school that didn't really have a, a robust film program, but was mostly theoretical filmmaking. Like, yeah. they didn't really have production. Um, and uh, it took me a long time, but I decided to go to Berkeley. And- uh, Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just took like screenwriting and, and, and a lot of critical thinking courses and a lot of literature and, um, I kept a camera, you know, I bought an HVX uh, 200, I believe. Yes. It had a fixed Leica lens. Um, and I made a, like my documentary thesis at Berkeley um, about uh, like punk. And uh, it was about advertising in the punk community, like about Red Bull and, and Scion and all these companies. That I were think it's there. sort of, yeah, they started to um, fund punk. Yeah, um, which, which I thought was so funny because I was like, well, what the hell do you guys want to do? Yeah. And I remember the, the it got, you know, because I like asking questions and it got me started. I remember finally getting a hold of somebody at Red Bull um, Sound Select or whatever. And uh, I asked him, like, you know, I really want to know what the intention is behind, like, putting all this money. I, I knew what they were going to say, but they gave me the best answer ever. And it said... Um, that they didn't really do interviews of this nature and that I should engage with the product. <laughs> um, and I, I, I thought like, so, corporate. so like if I drink Red Bull, I will understand. Yeah. Right. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's how I got started. And then I graduated and uh, okay. started making music videos. Cause like, how else am I, somebody to give me a, couple thousand bucks to just like burn you know <laughs> right well who, who was the first artist that you uh did music videos for so the earliest vi first video i ever did was for my own band literally like i had a band okay. in high school and we i spent zero dollars i shot on hvx it was like a tour documentary video but the first time i ever got any money like a budget was um i started vol like interning and volunteering a lot and just like getting out there and working for free and I'm, I was able to do a video, I, you know, just a recommendation. I got linked up with this small label called software records and, or software recordings. It was, it was, you know, um, the artist, one of tricks point never. He, uh, uh, no. so he composed, uh, for good, the score for good time and uncut gems. Oh, excellent. Um, this wow, is before that, uh, I was like a fan of his music and I somehow got connected with his people at his label. 
and I started making like music videos with like a $2,500 budget. Like basically here's money to go rent a, a, a camera you could never afford, like a red. And I remember because I would, you know, on the mark, uh, the, the rental house. Uh, no, no, I don't. Is that in Shouts out on the mark because they're like a the rental house that like would let me rent stuff with like no insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this in the Bay Area? No, they're they're in Burbank. No. But, oh, but sure. they're the okay. best. They're like like when I say that, like they they let me like they helped me by me going like I got like seven hundred bucks, like help yeah. me out. I need like a just like a red <laughs> scarlet and like some some any lenses you got just like i need the i'm trying to like learn here basically right and um, wow. i started doing those videos and again some of them were bad some of them were good um and i guess it just kept snowballing but the one thing i will say is every time i got a budget i usually spent all the money making it look as good as i thought i could right i never made like even to this like i finally got to the point where i've made money directing but that's probably only in the last three years like everything else before that was i've done odd jobs i've edited i've whatever i needed to do you know right um and now i'm finally like you know i'm finally getting big enough budgets where i can like make a good product and also like you know take a cut take a long time but uh yeah that's uh well i mean that that's a pretty that's a crazy like um way to i mean you completely and totally had the confidence to go out and and do this and continue to do it until you did it yeah well you confidence know? has never been my issue it's mostly mm -hmm. been nobody ever told me like filmmaking is like 98 percent patience Ooh. like like and, and i'm kind yes. of impatient <laughs> yeah. i've learned to be more patient over the years but like I want, like, I'm the guy who wants to shoot and then, like, edit the moment I get. Like, I, it's hard for me to not, like, <clears throat> edit immediately, even though it's, like, like I want to get things done so quickly. And I remember, like, you know, I've been collaborating with Mars a lot in the past, like, couple of years. We've been basically working together on everything. And, and he'd be like, well, why don't you just, like, take a step back, man? Like, take a couple of days and stop looking at it. <laughs> okay. And I'll be like, yeah. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I have a theory about this sort of like idea, though. I think also um, your instinct in terms of getting it done quickly will always be much better than just thinking it, too. Like, I, I feel that way about, um, you know, st narrative storytelling is like, I have to cut. I'm the same way as you. I, I get really impatient. I cut it right away. Otherwise, I lose that instinct that i remember but there's a yeah. lot of people who do it the opposite which they like mars does which is step away and come back to it with a fresh perspective and and i think well there's there's something to say about both approaches but what i'll say about what i learned about not obsessing so much about my approach or the approach i've been trying to like kind of incorporate that other side because when i did one of my first short films <clears throat> i remember racing through it like i remember my buddy being like whoa you shot edited colored sound design, all of this in two months and i was like yeah yeah two months yeah it's done he goes what and then he goes and then he says he, he was an he was an editor and he goes can i can i put my hands on it like i think you need to 
this needs a better edit. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh. Like, it's, it's great. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, I mean, perfect. <laughs> he goes, he goes, look, this is a cool pass, but um, <laughs> you can shave off like four and a half minutes here. And I was like, really? What are you talking? Like, what, he really, yeah, yes, bro. <laughs> but he was like, you know, at that time, like he's working at a professional post house, like he's uh, editing all day. He goes, let me just let me. And, and he, he was right. Like I let him, I gave him, delivered him all the files and um, right. he <laughs> delivered me a product back that was far superior because he was like a fresh pair of eyes. Right. And I was I, like, um, <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> Does, uh, do you, do you put your music videos in the hands of others now? No, no, because uh, I still edit my own work because it's all, you know, they're not not storyboarded, but it's paper edited. Uh, The past couple, I'd say like the past couple years, I've only shot for the paper edit, um, mostly because that's my version of Final Cut. Like, when I, I don't mean the program, I mean like the control of the product. Like, yeah, I know that like maybe some commissioners or whatever label people don't want to hear this, but I heard, um, wow, I'm gonna, um, I'm so bad with names, but the director of Arabia. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, bad. Uh, wait, Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah, the director of Lawrence Arabia. What's his name? Oh, David Lean. I can't remember, and, and I'm afraid David to Google it because it's it's my mess up the audio. David Lean, I think I think anyway, yeah. I heard him. I was listening to an interview with him because I, I, I absorbed this stuff like like it's like heroin or something. And he said, uh-huh. "I could give to any filmmakers: shoot everything the way you want it. Don't shoot it two ways. Don't shoot it three ways. Shoot it one way." So when the studio Ooh. comes yeah. and says, "Well, can we change it?" You go, "No, actually, we can't. This is it." Right. This is how I shot it because they're going to be really happy with you when you can do it for cheap. But the reason you can do it for cheap is because you're not giving them options. Right. So I shoot for the paper edit and I like, I'll have conversations with like line producers now. And, and let's say we're, we're going to shoot a video on 35 millimeter. They go, how much film you need? You know, like, what do you think we're ordering? We're thinking of, of of bringing in like, like, um, and this is before they get to the DP. They're just asking me for budgeting purposes. Like, how much film do you think we'll need? And I always need half than what they anticipate because I don't – it's Ooh. quality, not quantity. I don't want to shoot 8,000 feet. I could do this for 3,500 feet. I know. And they're like, are you sure about that? Are you sure? Oh. I was like, look, I'm like, look, buy the cans. Buy them. Yeah. If I don't shoot them, I'll keep them. I'll put them in my house. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But if you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I shoot 8,000 feet, now there's all these options instead of just shooting, you know, I don't know, 10 to one, you're shooting 20 to one and you're giving other people the ability to ruin your vision. Right. Right. That's awesome that you, I can't believe Like it's gotta be one of those things where like, uh, are, are, are you, you know, like, are you, you, like they think that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's sometimes like, they're looking at me going like, are you crazy? Like, no, you're going to. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, like, I always want more film on hand, but I'm very reluctant to run and burn film for the sake of burning film. Like, if you look yeah. at that video that we did on VistaVision, um, it was called All Dogs Go to Heaven. It's only like eight yeah. or nine shots total. Okay. And the only reason we were able to do it and we felt confident 
was me and Mars had done a couple videos together already and he knew how I shot me like because that that camera like devours devours yes. the 35 oh yeah and um we we budgeted out it's like okay we've got like a minute and a half to two minutes to get each shot which is like a lot i mean a lot of film um considering what it takes and it's funny though because we, we ended up like the scan ended up being way cheaper than we anticipated so that's a mm -hmm. because of like photo i don't know but um we were confident in pulling that off because it was like we're not gonna he knew i was gonna rehearse and rehearse i've actually got mad at him or you know n not him but like i get mad when i don't get to rehearse okay like i i, I need to rehearse because i'm not working with like and I, I'm not saying this to, to put anyone down, but I'm not working with like A-list talent, you know, like yeah. when you're working with really, really incredible talent yet roll because they might give you gold. Right. But like, I'm working with guys who guys and girls who aren't even actors and actresses. They're musicians. Like they're yes. going to do it wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I want them to feel comfortable and in getting the, the I, I'm trying to build a world where their performance, I'm not leaning on them the way, you can lean on, you know, the way you hear these stories about like Bruce Dern, you know, like yeah. you can lean entire scene on Bruce Dern and he will deliver every time. You know, and, and the, I, that's my the, dream. Yeah, the <laughs> headache, the headache of those is just like, which take do you use? It's, they're all good. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, like, so, I mean, Tarantino talks about this a lot. Like, um, he talks about, they talk, or he's not the only person, but they, they talk about like the Dernsey. Like, that's like a, it's a shorthand for Bruce Dern's like flavor that he adds to like a, a line or a role or a scene. Right. right. <laughs> I try to pick him out. I try to watch his films and be like, Oh, Ooh, that that's, that's, that's the part that he brought. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so cool to like, I mean, you know, I, that's where I want to be. I want to be firing on all cylinders and, and I want to be at that moment where it's like, yeah, we don't need to rehearse because everybody's done their homework. We've had prep. We've had, you know, they're, they're on set in character. That's when you shoot the rehearsal. See, the problem, the problem with that is then you watch them and you forget the camera's rolling. You know, it's yeah, like you yeah. suddenly burn through but a whole mag honestly, and you're like, oh. That's honestly the best part. Like, so um, we just shot at the Hollywood Bowl, actually. And um, Mars just got this uh, movie cam SL2. Uh, he got like a, I don't remember the name of it, great camera. And it's it's like the first time we're wow. shooting with a camera that's like pretty like dead silent, and I love it. Like, yeah. you forget how much of a distraction the the because because when you hear the film, you're hearing the money being spent. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> you're hearing like it's like the toilet <laughs> flushing. You're like, yeah. oh my god, like like I gotta cut, I gotta cut, I gotta cut. Like we. I don't know. Is he going to, is the the performer going to give me anything else or do I just cut it now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause it's like uh, 10 seconds of roll feels like 30 seconds. It's like, Oh God. When you're hearing but, but you know what I, what I, what I learned recently is um, I, again, when you're, when you're shooting for performance, like there's something really special about rolling a long take um, and letting the performer like run through their, like ways of being like if i tell an actor like you know um just stand here look that way here's how you know give them the the context this is how you feel this is what's going on 
and I don't over direct them, but they know what they're supposed to be feeling. And I just roll and I roll for an uncomfortably long time. Yes. They yeah. start to give you something real. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they start to, yeah. they, st- they almost stop thinking about, well, what should I be doing? And just go, well, what would I be doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's something kind of like extremely important. So that goes do back you, to, I guess, needing more film. <laughs> but you, yeah. Well, do you, um, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you preface them by saying, listen, you know, I, I, I try not to do this too much because like, we, we can't rewind this film, you know, yeah, we can't yeah. reuse it. So um, some people feel very uncomfortable uh, with something that burns money like that. Do you mm-hmm. ever tell you know, your talent, like, listen, um, <clears throat> let's try to get it on the first one or the second one, because. Uh, well, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, because I never, I never want to put it on them. that it's their fault if it's wrong but Uh um i do expect everybody to be prepared and i do um i do i will give them as many rehearsals as they need um given the fact that i've been working in a space of mostly narrative music videos oh yeah really you know what i mean like like that pumps up the budget for sure yeah and and i'm trying to like take you know i've collaborated a lot with jesse from the neighborhood on a couple Mm -hmm. videos and like the strength that he has is that he was actually a child actor. So ah. um, already he's, it's a bone he hasn't flexed in a while, but he was in commercials. He was in a movie with Angelina Jolie, like as a kid. Wow. You know? So like, yeah, I saw, he comes, I saw pretty boy. Yeah. I saw yeah. pretty boy. And I was like, Oh my God, that's acting, you know? Yes. And he murdered it. That video would have been, yeah. even though everyone else did a great job, the camera works great. The direction's great, whatever, you know, we all, we all felt like that's okay. I don't mean to pat myself on the back here, but like that's the first video I made that when I was in the edit, I was like, I fucking made something like there's something yeah. here, you know? Yeah, it was weird because I didn't even think he was in the band. <laughs> like I was like, I thought he was just cool. an that you hired. <laughs> but, you know, we had all these yeah. conversations and he was like, I feel like I'm acting all the time. Like even as a, as a rocker, as a rock star, as like a front man, like I have to, I have to play that role, you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, this is just another role. Like I, I just trying to bring out those feelings that he already feels. And I mean, I'm incredibly cr- proud of that video. And like, I mean, I was, yeah. Just, and congratulations, man. Like that got nominated. Oh yeah. Thank you. That, that was, yeah. it, it's, that's really like special because like, I, I don't do this, you know, like, it's not like I'm like, I need to, I, I'm going to make a movie so I can win awards, you know, yeah. but getting that recognition amongst those who are getting it, like seeing who I'm nominated beside, like um, it, it, it really feels like a moving forward, I guess I'll put it that because yeah. it's, it's like a prestigious, it's not like a cloudy, like MTV award, you know, and not to put yeah. that down, but I don't want one of those, you know, yeah. like this you, is like, I don't, like camera, camera homage. Camera yeah. Maj is like yeah. they're Polish or yes, I, it's in Poland. Yeah. Okay, that's the big one. That's like their films. I think no, that's yeah. Lodes. Lodes is their. Um, I'm pronouncing this so wrong. I know my yeah, Polish yeah, yeah. Czech Republic friends will be like my girlfriend's Polish, so her last oh, okay. name is, her last name is very difficult to say. Okay, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm trying boy. to bring her with me so, yeah. so that they like me more. You know, oh, she's gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Can you be your translator? Oh, um, 
God, that's impressive, dude. I, I'm, I, it's incredible. Like, um, so uh, uh, just to backtrack a little bit here, um, what was the first film project you shot on film? So on 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 like just celluloid. Yeah. Um, the very first one, man. That I you, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but the very first man, I have to check, but I shot a lot of 16 first, um, okay. a couple of rap videos. Um, and then I remember, cause I've known Mars for a while and, and we, I like helped him. This is a funny story because like he, he was trying to buy this two perf when Claremont went down. Okay. Um, and he needed, like he, he was like, we were like kind of acquaintances and we had never worked together, but he helped me with like some dream sequence uh, for we, we shot like a little bit like a car mountain dream sequence. And he, we were just talking and I was like, yeah, I really want to shoot some 35. He's like, well, I'm trying to get this camera. Um, like, but you know, I, it's 14 grand and I have seven, but and I'm getting paid another seven in the next 30 days. But like, I, I, I need to buy it now. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I had the money to advance him. Right. So I was like, well, I'll advance the money. Um, you can get the camera. Then we can shoot this video that had a budget of like four grand or something. And we can like spend all the money on, on film. And we shot this like performance video on two perf 35. Oh man. Um, so that cool. was a lot of fun. That was the first time I shot 35 yeah. though. It was just like oh. this, like <laughs> I just happened to figure out yeah. that being a possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah. When was, the first, when was the first time you ever shot? film for 16 like oh just film in general yeah i can't remember honestly i i, I maybe well i mean let me let me look at my vimeo i might have even taken it <laughs> you know like i i think i shot yeah. some 16 millimeter indie rock video or something it, it, I, I was still kind of finding my voice i think i was just like oh let's shoot film what was it about what was it about film that you wanted to go shoot because you got you didn't that wasn't really accessible in this generate the, the generation you're talking about um it was definitely just like watching films and 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 not really being super satisfied with like I think I just wanted to be able to try it. And then when I did it, I loved the process so much. Mm, awesome. Yeah. Like, I love that there's a restraint in it. I love that it's limiting. Um, so that forces you to work harder and theorize and, and work things out in your head or on paper. And I also love that film is much more forgiving in um, natural light. It, right. And I love, I'm going to sound like a, you know, I don't know, like, like a, like a, maybe like a dickhead here. Cause I think crews and set people hate to hear this, but like, I love, I love, like, I would see like the production stills from like uh, Paris, Texas. And I'm like, that's how yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just want like six people who are just like great friends who are like all in unison. And yeah, we're all wearing multiple hats probably, but like, it's like a tight, knit team there's no like there's you know we can shoot at our own pace because like we know what we're doing it's small it's or you see those set even those set um like obviously like you know you you know that like on on 
there was large set builds and stuff on 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 uh like the kubrick films but like his his like his actual like shooting crew and oh, i'm yeah. like yeah because, it's because, so, yeah instant they're so can't yeah oh yeah yeah no totally i see it like i you know and i see the um behind the scenes of kubrick stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff going on but I mean, it's just him, DP, maybe a guy standing around. It's it's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, it's, it's like there aren't it. like there aren't like a lot of just idle hands because like, yeah. And I don't want that. I, I found that like if I can push me and my team to be in a place that's like like happy and 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 they want to be there, like it's still a job, but they want to be there and they're really excited to see how this all comes together. Then then they'll they'll start to work as a team without all of like, I get it. There's you, I mean, I've never really worked in the union, but like there's union laws and stuff and you need an operator. There's a certain kind of filmmaking that doesn't need all of that because it's about the less witnesses to the art. Or it's like less people tainting the capture of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I don't know if I'll always want to be like that, but like, there's something like really, really important about trying to capture something real and you can't, you can try to fake it, but like, it's not going to be real if there's a bunch of people standing around, like waiting for the next And Like it just, I don't know. My whole philosophy has always been like, if you can do it with less, you should be blessed and happy because the more you, the, the, the more you get, the less you're going to be in control of. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I I swear to God, you you share the same philosophy I do, which is like the less is more kind of thing. Which yeah. I hate having just. I I love the fact that whenever there's a film shoot, and I'll ask you this: Do you find that you can recruit people easier when you say, "Hey, I'm shooting this film on film"? Do people yeah. just are so? Yeah, uh, I th I think they're more likely. Good. Yeah, they're more they're more likely to want to be involved or to like work with me. Um, but you know, the trouble that I run into is like, just logistically, like as a director, like I want to film, I, I want to film days that are relaxed where there might be, they might be longer days because we're chasing the light, but they're not stringent, like crazy at like, like what fills those hours. Isn't like, like backbreaking work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a tight knit crew that knows like, okay, if we're, if, if we're going to shoot for a long day, like I typically would love to shoot for like a 10 hour day, but if we're going to go for a long day, it's not because we're trying to squeeze in 30 shots in a day. We're right. going to really hone in and we're going to try to get six to eight shots maximum and, and perfect them. Like, right. It's not about some intense factory like schedule. Right. Like just shooting for coverage so that you can, you know, go into the editing bay. Yeah. Like, you know, again, like my dream is like you hear about, like, I listen to a lot of like team deacons and like all those guys like talk about their, their past work. And um, like, you hear that the dream of like, yeah, we're shooting, we should shoot in this film for three months. It's three shots a day. And yeah. like, <laughs> we're just zeroed in on that. Yeah. There's a lot of waiting and there's a lot of like hanging out. 
that used to be the normal. 90 days used to be the normal. Yeah. But I love that. I think that's how you get like anything meaningful. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, and it, you know, I think you have to allow yourself days to burn where you get nothing useful. Yeah. Uh, And that's okay. (laughs) That should be okay. Um, so now you're shooting on film exclusively. Is that, Yeah. yeah. Is that just your, I mean, man, I've never heard anybody so excited. So you bought some mags from me. Yeah. I did. So that, where'd you get, so the 2C, you own a, your own 2C, no? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, where did you find that 2C? So um, I actually, a friend of mine, Bob, uh, Bobby Pavlovsky, he's a, a loader. And um, he was kicking that link around, I think, to Mars. And uh, it kind of, I somehow it got into my messages. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, like I, I first I was like, this is really cool. And yeah. I started to think about it. I was like, do I need this? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's not like an A cam. It's I started doing my research. I spoke to some DPs and and then I was like, well, I definitely don't need this, but it's such an in- important tool, I think, to be able to have in my back um, that I was like, screw it. Let me just let me just see if I can if I can get this because I can use this as a, as a B cam, as a director's camera um, moving forward, you know, and, and not have to worry about, um, you know, like, like it's not this huge investment. It's a cheap camera. So yeah. if, I, if I'm going to get an A cam with a set of lenses, this camera can piggyback off of that. It's got a PL mount. It's got a, a PV mount. And, oh yeah. And I can go use it for B roll. We can use it if, if oh, let's say there's a handheld shot or a car mount shot or, or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. throw an A cam on a steady and we need it. It just becomes this tool yeah. that's so useful that I was like, yeah, let me just, and it was also super cool that it was previously owned by Harris Savitas. Like that was also, Oh God, that's the one you got, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I think I posted it. You might, and... I don't know where it came from. Maybe it came from, right. but it so ended you up in my message. Daughter. Yeah, I did. You realize that's yeah. his daughter. That yeah, yeah. We had a whole conversation. And, um, you know, it kind of, because she was in between who to sell to. It was like me or someone local in New York. And oh, I, that's right. yeah, yeah. I don't know who was bidding against me, but I ended up paying her a bit more than originally listed. But it kind of hinged on like, I like your work and I like that you're, you know, it was really like, I feel a connection because like my dad was an immigrant. Like, I think that you're really like, this is what you want to do. And I don't want this to be in the hands of somebody who like, I Ah, respect. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's, that's amazing. Cause I I asked her, like, why are you, you know, not not that I needed to know why she was selling it, but I was like, you know, is she was just like, I'm not, she used to shoot. And now she's like, I'm doing more acting and I'm not really behind the camera. And like, I don't want this to just sit there. Right. Um, I, um, I I asked her to. Yeah. I sent it. To, I sent her an email through um through eBay, and uh, she responded. And I was like, "Oh, shit! Yeah, yeah. I love your dad's work. What the you know?" And I'm sure everybody. When I posted it, I remember posting the uh, eBay uh, listing, and everybody's just like, "What?" You know, I was like, "You." I I go. You have no. I I don't think you have an idea. Maybe she does. Um, of how many people 
your dad's work really <laughs> influence oh, yeah. you know i mean you can see it in my work i, I know you can yeah you can see oh, yeah. it in, oh, yeah. you know like elephant you is can, like you know you shoot uh, at the toe you shoot at the toe of the negative yeah 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 and it's it's i mean there was something about that combined with like okay like she wants it to be you know respectfully used and i don't want to like rent it out and use it a bunch and i want to keep it as a personal camera keep it in good shape and then you know hopefully yeah. i thought in my head like you know at some point i'll retire it and it has like this cool history to it like maybe i'll get to oh. shoot a film with it incredible uh, i don't know what he shot with it um yeah but i just thought that was like a really cool piece of history also and i was like you know i if I can channel 10% of his creative, like just, he's like a powerhouse. Like his, yeah. his work you, is like insane. I mean, one of my favorites. So, you know, um, you know, he shot B, B camera or um, he shot second unit for Kubrick. No way. Yeah. Yeah. He did the, uh, the New York sequences for uh, uh, eyes wide shut. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's why that he has two <laughs> Yeah, good Bob might quote because he had to shoot all the uh um because you know Kubrick doesn't fly, he's kind of got that. Thing. Yeah, I suppose especially, especially like, towards uh, like when he got older, right? He was like refused, like oh yeah, like he's yeah. paranoid. But yeah. um he but yeah, he shot all the New York uh I'm guessing the establishing shots just so it got you know got the because yeah, he shot built most, a set, all right? of them they in built London. like a, a New York street yeah. set. All in Which, London, by the yeah. way, was like the right move for that movie because it feels so it's surreal. Weird. Yeah, so yeah. surreal. Like no, New York, New York streets don't feel like that. There's so no, much more. No. Like <laughs> there's so much more to them than like these like desolate well, like. You know, um, Kubrick asked. You know, like uh, Year of the Dragon, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Cimino movie in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. Um, he shot that all in uh, London, and yeah. Kubrick contacting was like what the hell how'd you get it to look like new york because you know <laughs> kubrick was born and raised in new york you know the bronx i guess and it felt real and, enough yeah, and it yeah. felt real he goes what what'd you do and he goes well you have to understand like new york has these gradients that people um often forget like there's like a, a incline that uh is missing when they try to recreate it in any other country um <laughs> so he goes oh okay and then of course he does i divine shut it's like okay he didn't it's all flat <laughs> that's why you're like what that feels weird yeah so, yeah yeah it's very I but, mean, uh, but it, 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 it yeah. takes this like this surreal dreamlike quality which like you know it lends itself to the whole point of the film exactly like, yeah is, that, is yeah. anything happening really happening or is it like a yeah. nightmare you know or is it, a, or is it a yeah, it's got a creepy feel to it too like when you know those streets oh, yeah. don't typically look like you know kind of empty and it's it's yeah, yeah. it's a well it movie, feels it feels yeah. like everything feels stagey like 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 yeah it feels like you're watching a film that's unfolding on a on a stage on a on a play in a play Absolutely. Like, even down to like the way it's lit yeah um, it's got like a i mean i think for him he's like pushing his lighting style into like a pretty um like art leaning into like an artistic direction whereas like if you watch some of his other films it's so much more like based in realism yes <laughs> this one's yeah, definitely yeah. not it's like you got ladies like you know they didn't even put drop filters in there's like a lot of like bluish like the tungsten like you know um like you know 
like yeah, I'm the specifically night thinking so of the, yeah, the night stuff and when they're in the bedroom and and uh, when she's the beginning of the film when they're at home. Right. Because then when you right. get to like the party, it's all like Christmas lights. And it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's like all. I, I think he was one of those kind of uh, use available light. Yeah, guys. Yeah. But um, and so I, I get the feeling Harris was sort of in that similar vein. Um, Man, that's so you know, cool. Like when I was watching the game, uh, I read. I, oh, I bought the um, American cinematographer for the game, mm. and I love that. I love that movie, and Harris did an incredible job on it. And uh, that that movie's incredibly lit, uh, according to the magazine. But you couldn't tell. Yeah. I was like, but see, I think wow. that's almost the key. It's funny because like. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I'm at that point where I feel like we just don't really have the the budgets to, like, light things. So we're always, like and, – and we're not, again, dealing with those intense schedules of actors or actresses. Um, so we're just like, oh, yeah, well, this has to be dusk, so we're shooting it at dusk. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you know, yeah. In, in film or in, like, c- cinema world, that's, like, absolutely insane because it's like, well, dusk only lasts for, you know, 30 minutes. How are you going to squeeze – what if you need to do 10 takes? Like <laughs> – what do you yeah. need to do 25 takes what are you gonna spend oh, three oh, weeks I, I, I was just working on this movie right now they had to get the golden uh the golden hour light yeah. so they did it for three days so they yeah. shot one scene waited for the next day to shoot it and i'll go why do they keep shooting the scene oh that's why they had to keep waiting for yeah the but like light you know there's so and then you realize like oh okay they have all you know because again i'm a director like I, I a lot of people tell me like oh you're a really technical director that's crazy you know all this stuff but like i think it's important you know to know the the, the tools of the trade and it's like as the bigger stuff i get to work on the more i realize oh, okay like you're getting all these lights to try to recreate the what yeah. natural light's gonna do because you want to stay consistent because you want to like shoot for blah 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 um amount of hours and um it's really quite interesting because it's like when and and that goes back to why i like being small because when you're small you can actually shoot in the available light and and yeah but if you're this big ship like yeah you you throw up all the oh it takes crazy crazy lights and and (laughs) everything that's facing one direction has to be moved to the other direction if you have to shoot in and if you have an army of people it's it, kind it of works. A, it yeah. works. Yeah. And I think so, there's a time and a place for all of that. Like everything's just a tool. Back to that. Everything's a tool yeah. and you use the appropriate tool. That's like if you need a big crew because you're shooting Mad Max or you're shooting Sicario, of yeah. course, you can't do that with a small amount of people. Like, but if you're shooting an intimate drama like like somewhere, which is like one yeah. of my favorite movies, oh, yeah. like you know, like you don't need a big crew. I mean, you, you shoot at a hotel, like you can yeah. you're shooting yeah. on location. <laughs> So, not to get into too much of a debate here, but Lance Accord or Harrisavides? Oh, come on, you, you can't just you can't you can't just like I mean I'm gonna just choose choose, choose Harris because you know I, we've been talking about it for the past twenty minutes, right, but right, right. but the, I feel like again like like everybody kind of does their thing and does it in a way that like I don't really I almost I, I like to compare approach rather than like final product. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, like the approach into what they've been able to accomplish, like you can compare how they approach the film and how it turned out rather than like a movie to another movie. Right. Does that make right. sense? Like, yeah, like it does. I look at something like Clockwork Orange and realize and read about that. And I'm like, man, the film turned out incredible. And this guy threw this, you know, like the way that was shot was like, 
so wild. I think you know. I think Kubrick really has that sort of thing where filmmakers love the fact that we can sort of study his technique, but also like but his love technique, the movie itself. Well, well, but also it's like his technique was, and and I think this is one of his quotes that like if you shoot the planned shot list, then you failed. Ooh. Like that's like one of his quotes where it's like you sh- if you're not inspired when you're fil- when you're creating mm. these things and you're yeah, just yeah. making what you Mind could think of, yeah. then your work suffers. Yeah, and I, I, that was what drew me to him. And like I know he's like one of the most celebrated, but then like I also appreciate and respect. Like you look at like someone like the Co- the Cohen brothers, and they'll intensely shot list everything, and yeah. then according to Deacons, yeah, they don't I show heard those. Podcast shot list to the actors yeah yeah that's amazing to me like like you yeah. shot list everything but then you don't share and and then somehow i mean roger says that somehow they always still shoot the shot list and i'm like that's an incredible technique mm. now, i'm not going to yeah, try yeah, to copy yeah. that but that yeah. works for them and they make great films and, yeah. and and that's opposite to stanley's approach which is also obviously he makes great films so it's like I can't really, again, you can, you can throw out two directors or two DPs or two. And it's like, I don't even want to, I almost want to get in the nitty gritty. I want to like, like I'm so in, fascinated by um, process, by how did you achieve this? What is it in the, the set of rules that you gave yourself that allowed you mm. to achieve this feeling? Like the way that like, you know, Lubeski or, 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 and Malik created like a dogma for the way they shoot. And you can tell oh, Malik's no. films, <laughs> look and feel different after working with him in the way that oh yeah oh, you know yeah. like that yeah, defined yeah. his style moving yeah. into like the later part of his career yeah because i mean cool. i, I, I kind of miss i i miss 90s chivo um he used a lot of big elements and then just kind of thrown in yeah. through muslin and all this other stuff but do you consider yourself like a um you know I, it doesn't sound like you're a gearhead at all no i don't know the I don't know the like specifics, but I mean, at least from, from a lot of the deep, like DPs I've worked with, they're just like, or even ACs that like, you know, you know a lot more than most directors. And I like that. I don't want to yeah. know too much. Cause then I get in the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I like, um, in the, and sorry to interrupt, but like, I feel like, um, like with film, it almost boils it down to the most basic things. So you don't have yeah. to talk about the technical, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of interesting that film is so simple to 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 shoot that it's like the discussion isn't so tech based. Yeah, like you know, yeah. well, well, opinion. it's also because I feel like a lot of the technical stuff happens in the lab. You know, like yeah, yeah when it comes to digital, you've got like a DIT and you've got all this stuff happening on set, and you've got to review yeah. things and make sure false color and all that, and, and with film, it's like, well, well, mama don't know, don't hurt her because it's, it's in the mag. You, we all just hope and pray that, that what we think is in that can is in that can. Do you, um, do you, do you use a tap? Um, yeah. So um, we'll use, we've, we've used, I, I use it for reference. Um, a lot of times I don't love to stare at it because it's so just not what, it's not the image. Like I find it that like, if I'm like, okay, cool. That looks good. I will look at that, yeah. especially like, it depends what the shot is. If it's, if it's, if, if it's the performance's body language 
um, I look at the tap because I want to see how they're moving within the frame. If mm. the performance yeah. is emotional, I don't want that tap anywhere near me. And I want to look at the, the actor or the performer's face because okay. the tap is not going to reflect their nuanced performance. But like, if it's like, you know, a wide shot and they're running through a field, like I'm going to look at the tap because like my, eye, the tap's actually seeing better than my eyes. Right. But if they're up and close to my face and I can get into like into their face, and we're in a close-up, then I don't need the tap. I can just see them. I can right. see next to the lens and just make sure their performance in real life is good. And hopefully, I mean, the DP after the, the take can tell me, oh, actually, they should turn a little bit this way. And, well, you know, we're, we're, we're losing them in the, in the way they're mm, sitting. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can be yeah. the judge of that. And tell me. Yeah. yeah. But it, I really like flexing on not being so reliant on the tap. Like, like I have conversations with Mars and he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to get like an HD tap. And I was like, yeah, it'd be cool, but I don't need, I mean, me, yeah. I don't, <laughs> but I mean, hey, if you want to go shoot some tap. commercials, like, yeah, 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 go get it. Everybody wants an HD tap. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's again, it becomes like, everything's a tool. So like, if you need the HD tap, because like you have clients and you want to record it and you want playback, right. so you could like, but I'm, yeah. I don't want to show them more. Yeah. I want the opposite. I want them to trust me and I want them to look at the tap and be like, exactly. that looks like I want the tap to look bad enough where the client or the 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 who you know whoever's in charge of the money looks at it and goes, man, that looks so bad. And then when they see it and when they see the scans, they're like yeah. their socks are blown yeah. off because they're like yeah. they couldn't imagine how good <laughs> it was gonna look. Oh yeah. I love you I kind of love that. Yeah, I love that sort of surprise too. Yeah, like, it's you, like it's revealing like like how much you're yeah. seeing in the blacks like whoa i thought that was yeah. <laughs> yeah so um uh going back to your uh lack of patience in in shooting um yeah. and editing how does it feel whenever you have to wait for your footage to come back oh i hate it, I hate it. it's like i'm yeah, bugging okay. everybody like hey right. so what can you give me like i want like precise days like like when is this going to be done so i can be there the first the minute it's done <laughs> right <laughs> because it's like it also takes an ingestion process on my end like actually as we're talking right now i'm uh, -huh. uh transcoding some some proxies so it's like i have to get the footage because i edit my own work and i have to like prepare it and for for assembly and it's like you know i hope to get to a point where i have the uh, the means or the foundation or the production support to just have like you know assistance and stuff like that but I, you know hopefully i'm on my way but it's it's a it's not something that i do now it's all this is all homegrown it's all i edit everything myself have you ever been disappointed by footage you've gotten back from film um, on film? i wouldn't say as a whole because i feel well i think okay earlier on yes because i think we did things wrong but um i'd say these days it's more about there's certain things I'm disappointed in because I wish I, there are things I could have fixed or changed or, or done again. Um, or, um, or things I'm disappointed if things get messed up. Like if there's errors, they're like human error, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, we had a, we had a role get completely obliterated uh, on a uh, thing we just shot and we had to reshoot it. It was gone. It was done. Toasted. I was so oh. pissed. But it's like, but yeah. I will say the reshoot gave me time to keep thinking about it. And I shot additional stuff and I shot those shots different than I did before. 
I didn't simply go in and shoot it again. And recreate it, yeah. And that I'm trying to like stand on the shoulders of giants, but like it reminds me of like the story with Stalker. You know, apparently, right. <laughs> you know, the first iteration yeah, of that film see. was was uh, completely different. And the film, the DP didn't relate to the lab, whatever. The film got completely destroyed yeah. um, in, in the processing because they processed it wrong. And Tark- uh, uh, sorry, I don't know. The, he got a new DP, I guess. I yeah. don't know the DP's name. Again, bad with names. Um, the, the reshoots were not reshoots. They were just a new film <laughs> wow wow so you know, wow like i i lament about those moments you know like sometimes like we had a malfunction on my shoot and uh-huh. you know it was my it was i did it it was my fault uh but yeah. um i look back on that and we just laugh about it now but um, of course of course you know, uh because you can't see it any other way at that point now well i feel like a lot of um a lot of filmmaking but i guess a lot of life if we want to get real deep about it is like turning those negatives into positives like absolutely you, you hear so many stories about things going wrong like one of my favorite <laughs> stories of, is um uh, but the, but the things that go wrong open up a door like um, on um, Last Temptation of Christ, like Scorsese tells this story about this uh, runner, this camera PA or someone flashing a can. And mm-hmm. it was the can that where they shot the uh, the uh, crucifixion. <laughs> and everyone was like <laughs> petrified, like, oh, my God, like we can't reshoot that. This is like the, the climax of the film. Like you're going to get your head's going to get we're going to crucify this kid now who like flashed this can. And apparently the story goes, and you can hear Scorsese tells the story a, a, a couple times. Um, he actually liked the flash because it added like a fog. Oh. And, and he saw that as a filmmaker. I don't know if this was his him convincing himself it was better. Yeah, yeah. Than <laughs> but as a filmmaker, he looked at it and he said, no, this makes sense because this is his spirit leaving his body. Right. And he like loved it. Yeah. Get and like there was... There's something about those mistakes, those accidents that sometimes if it's not just like a bunch of scratches, you know, or the exposure being all fucked up, like there's something interesting about, you know, experimenting with um, with uh, techniques like, you know, I, I think I showed you that footage where in the 2C, the film like popped out of the. Yeah, the this blur and it becomes blurry. Yeah, but it's, it's like drinking. It's like yeah. dancing. It's like it's so beautiful. And I don't know what i mean i'm i'm definitely gonna use it for something yeah, but yeah. It just, I, every time every time i see something like that happen i go hey just use it as a credit sequence well you know, it like feels like the inside, like like it, it almost feels like the back of an eyeball you know like yeah like yeah. i don't Blurry. know like the information isn't being processed correctly but but the lights are i don't know it just it was it's out of focus but it's also like the focus is, is, is shifted because the film itself was curled and not sitting flat. Yeah. It's just so fascinating. Like, you know, I was mad that the shot didn't come out, but then I was like, this is actually really cool. And I I can reshoot that shot. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I can't recreate this. There's a, there's a lot of people who embrace the imperfections of film when it comes to these sort of disasters. Sometimes people don't see it until they put it in context of the entire piece. Cause there's a, Mm-hmm. project mm-hmm. that i just did uh, maybe a year ago where um 
the camera or the film kept bumping a loop. And uh, mm-hmm. it happened at a point when somebody was bumping the camera anyway, and they ended up using it in the in the footage. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And yeah, yeah, the yeah. director on that was really, really loved that mistake. And I'm not yeah. sure these mistakes happen. Like, I don't hear these stories happen in a digital workflow where people see a mistake yeah, in yeah. digital and get well, it's almost excited like about when it. Something, when something becomes that way, you can't really imagine it any other way. Yeah. And you kind of like, I mean, look, like filmmaking is like any other art form, especially for the creator. Like, um, I imagine that steps back from their painting, they know mm. when that painting is done, whether they've made mistakes or not. Yeah. And Do you, oh, God. Well, I was just going to say, like, filmmaking is the same way. Like, you sit and, and it is like painting because, like, every shot is a stroke and every, you know, there's all these different things that are coalescing to create an image. And you know, when that image hits you on a subconscious level, you know when it's done, you know when it's right, you know when, whether it's technically right or wrong, if it doesn't really matter. Like, it just, it just is. Like, you just, in uh, the audience will be able to feel that too if, I mean, if you do, right? Do you um, look at a project that you did fresh like just done edit that's a bad grammatical um you just got finished editing and then you just can't yeah look at it anymore and then but you revisit it maybe a year later maybe like you know six months later and you go man this is really good yeah does that, does that happen to you? okay yeah because <laughs> like <laughs> like you have an expectation and like that expectation sometimes can be like the worst part about making the thing because if it doesn't meet your expectation, then you're just yeah. kind of bummed about so it. But then when yeah. you can get further away from that expectation and see it, from, um, you can kind of find that joy and like, well, I, I made that, and I actually quite I'm pr- quite proud of myself for being able to pull that off. You know, it's actually yeah, it's really it happens. I think it happens more often than we realize. And people, especially, you know, people who just have a stranglehold on their art, I guess, because a lot of people, and I'm so jealous of the people who can just go, oh, it's great after one cut, like what you were before you met that editor who cut your film. Yeah, but but I'll say that that comes from naivete, from ignorance, from like being so like, and this isn't a bad thing. I think it, look, there's some people are going to be overly confident which yeah. I think you meet a lot of those people, especially they like to call themselves directors. Um, but um, I have always been so critical of myself. And so if I cut something and I like it immediately, um, especially now, I feel like I'm a bit older, you know, like I'm not so, it, the process has been demystified. Yeah. If I'm cutting, if I'm in the middle of cutting and I'm, very happy i know it's because i have satisfied my own criteria which is stringent and i'm mean to myself just like i'm mean in private about all the work i see like like i criticize myself even harder than i criticize others you know? right, right yeah and, and i think that's like the ultimate torment of like wanting to be a, like an auteur is that like yeah i'm not trying to be rude to a filmmaker because like look i i think of a film like a feature film and 
I'm like, man, that just getting it made. I just getting it made. Absolutely. So much effort. That aside, I have my opinions and I think this and I think that. And and I'm very critical. Like there's a lot of films I just don't want to watch because I think they're they're not good and and I'll shut them off or I'll walk away. And and but I'm just as critical of myself. I'm not exempt from that. And, And that makes it like a torturous labor of love. I, I don't know. I think that there's <laughs> like something. <yourself> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. Like, like it is what it is. And so if I'm cutting something and I'm like, holy shit, like this is working on a level that I is, is drawing me in and it's, it's right. I'm like, so I'm overjoyed. I'm just happy. I just want to stay happy and, yeah. and go to sleep and wake up tomorrow and finish it. And hope that I still feel that same way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. I absolutely know that feeling. I get so excited sometimes that I have to show the talent what I'm working yeah. on. And, yeah. and sometimes, yeah. that back, sometimes that backfires. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wait till like, I, oh my God. Like, yeah, I try to wait till uh, my second cut. Like my rough cut usually goes to my 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 shooter, you know, my DP. And okay. that's the only for, and then my girlfriend will watch it. But um, I'm so scared of showing talent, to be honest, because they have uh, it's only natural because it's them, but they're going to yeah. start making comments about how oh, they yeah. look. <laughs> and yeah. you know what? Like, like I, I, I feel Valid. for you. I could yeah. never be on camera because I, I, ha- I don't like, you know, like I'm just not, I don't want to be looked at. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes the best take is the one where you don't look as good as you wish you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know and it's like uh they see different things we see you know i'm yeah. like no 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 check it out you're this moment that you have here is perfect and they're like oh my god i have a zit yeah it's like oh yeah. please exactly. please let exactly. me get past this but, um, but the yeah, film so, also helps that the film hides that you know so <laughs> what um i know this is a um a question I've asked everybody, but what would you recommend people do to when they want to start shooting on film? I mean, it's definitely as simple as like, do it. Um, you know, everyone likes to say it's like really expensive, but the fact of the matter is like it, if you, if you train yourself to shoot in a, in a way where you're being precious, it's really not that much more expensive unless you like own an Alexa or like you've got a buddy that owns a, a, high-end digital camera but yeah. just do it like it means shooting on film you have a, a, a you know full you know, basically do an in camera edit do it see what happens then maybe yeah. film's not for you yeah <laughs> you know but yeah. but yeah. no again, it's true Sometimes it's, some all, people... it's yeah. oh sorry you guys no no good i was saying it's all a tool like I'm not, I don't dislike digital. I've just never been in a position where that was the right tool for me, for my project. Right. You know, like I find it ridiculous that, and again, I'm going to criticize a great filmmaker here and, you know, shoot me if you want, but I find it ridiculous that they shot Mank on digital. I just think it's like, I do too. It's absurd. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it. I don't, it's not my favorite of his, but why did you spend all this time? in a film look when you could have just yeah. shot film like wouldn't have it just like it's like instead of buying red paint you bought the two colors to mix to make red 
Yeah. That's like, so why, weird, right? Why? That's weird. And uh, you know, I probably should I'm gonna I'm gonna text him. Eric actually the guy who shot it actually was my best boy electric when I used to shoot. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That's like, awesome. I mean, congrats. Yeah, I probably, it's yeah. again it's not me, that, I am. Yeah. It's a great I mean, that's amazing. And I would congratulate him and I still think it looks incredible. The movie still looks fantastic, but my thinking again is in process. Oh like, no! Yeah, wow. I yeah, I know, I know. It's like you went that far, and not only that, I like that idea that you said instead of just buying red, you mix two colors. Well, it's just, it, it's and, funny. And, and, and I guess my question <laughs> so is, like, if it's because like Fincher shoots digital and he's just made up his mind, I yeah. think that's a bad answer. Like, just personally, like, like I do agree with. Have you watched those crazy color? Um, demonstration that Steve Yedlin does. If I'm saying, uh, I I tried here and there, but I think, and and this is no bag on him, but I think he sells his own lutz, so I think it's kind of okay. Somewhat okay. Well, of a marketing well, thing. But don't don't quote me on that. That aside, I, I mean, I could, I don't really care, but but my my um, I tend oh. to like his his uh, presentation because what he's saying is, it, again, it goes back to the the tool, like. You can shoot film and make it look like digital. You can shoot digital and make it look like film. But the, the, the fact of the matter is there are two data capturing tools that give you a different set of parameters out of the box. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. And if you want to lean your film looks, you should shoot film. If you want to lean towards digital, you should shoot digital. It's that, like, yeah. it's that simple to me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say I'd never shoot digital, but in the way that I'm shooting now, Film is the way that I'm achieving my, that's a part of my process. Like even we just shot the Hollywood bowl. We shot like very documentary style and some would say, you're an idiot. Why don't you shoot digital? <laughs> Maybe yeah. I am an idiot, but there's yeah. something in shooting that way with film that allowed me. There's something like nobody knew when I was rolling. I love right. it. I didn't call action. We'd only tail slated and we were ripping around. Nobody had any clue when the camera was rolling. We could, and, and everything was static, no handheld shots. And we would just plop the camera down. We'd hang out. We'd look around. We'd set an exposure. We would just wait. We'd wait for something interesting to happen. It was like, it was like nature wow. photography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Camera. Yeah. Yes, but but I could do that with digital, but I don't want that look. And then guess what? Yeah. We're going to be filming. We're going to. I'm going to end up with six hours of footage, and I'm going to be like, man, like, if this isn't precious, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But that's my process. Yeah. That's you know, like, I don't... the thing. The thing about what I tell people, like, if they're confused about why film, I I go, well, you know, on my on my personal budget and. I'm guessing the people who are asking me, it probably is the easiest way to get a big movie look without, you yes. know, blowing, you know, like it just seems like you're Absolutely. using the same tools. The, well, the well, the things, you know? say is if you can work with a small crew and shoot film, it will look far better than if you have a small crew with digital, because yes. what you, the trade-off you get with film is you don't need tons of lighting. You can shoot natural light and it looks fantastic. And yeah. you can, and you have, again, you have the negative to play with. You can push, you can pull, you can expose for the, the shadow, expose for the high. Like, you don't really, like, 
when it comes to digital, like the, the, from what I understand, the, I want a sensor that just gets as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to capture yeah. it all. We want to, we want it to be safe and we want it to be uh, uh, acquired and, and, and stored away. And, but the digital sensor is like so much flimsier. It like needs lighting. Yeah. Without like proper lighting and time to tweak it. Like I'm always amazed by the image that some people can get out of digital. I I think it's incredible. I just haven't really um, had enough projects, I think to like really, I don't know, to, to go that route. Like, like if, if I, if I was going to shoot like a James Bond film, you, I would probably shoot digital. Why would I (laughs) film? I mean, well, they shot film on the last one. So what? They shot, they shot 65 millimeter on the last one. On this on last this one? one no, no time to die, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. 65 well, like, and 35 anamorphic. Just, that's awesome. But, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but I just, I'm saying, like, in concept of, like, a large, large, tons of action sequences, I'm like, yeah, maybe digital's the right move. I don't, I mean, I'm speaking candidly. I'm just yeah. not, I'm not going to say, like, I'm married to that decision, but, like, I look at things like, like, you know, I look at the way Deacon shoots digital and like i can't really argue with them because like it still looks amazing yeah it still looks yeah. appropriate i mean I, yeah i i feel like you know like film i, I guess uh, if we're going to tie it into the bond series there's um there's sort of a, a tradition of bond that has that sort of anamorphic look yeah for the sure sort of like glossiness to it yeah, that i think yeah. which is why i think they only did one bond movie in digital and it was the deacons one and then yeah. all the rest are on film, but because I think they really want to remind people. So good, you know. And when everybody says when they see Skyfall, man, yeah. this should look good. <laughs> yeah, true. That's Deacons. Come on, I know, you know? I know. But like, you can shoot, can shoot all of them, then fine. You know. Yeah, I, I guess I just go again back to like the process and the tools used in that process. Like, if best at using, <clears throat> use it. And, and yeah. I, I encourage everybody to shoot film and to try it and to, but to also think about why they're using it and to apply it in a way that makes sense. Like it, it pains me when I see things shot on film that have like a, like it almost looks like there's no color grade on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, why yeah. did, why did you even shoot the film? Yeah. You wasted the celluloid. You just could have yeah. shot digital and kept it like <laughs> low con, like, yeah. rec 709 or something like it's not to me film is about like choosing you have to make a choice and it's locked in and and that choice will benefit you if you're ma- if you're thinking it through yeah it's like it has to be okay so like on my short film that i just did i consciously chose for an 80s sort of alan davio yeah. uh quality to it and um you know hard light and all that yeah that's a conscious choice uh, to be shot on film because of the traditional side of that. Yes. yes. And, you know, people go, oh, it's got a vintage look. Uh, but um, I mean, yeah, it, it does. But, you know, Spielberg still shoots on film and Janusz shoots on film. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they, probably could build digital. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's definitely not something that I think is not, they're not comparable. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah. Um, it's not like extremely comparable they're just like different like methods that's it that's like a film still exists for that reason that we have a choice 
absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. the key, right? I, I would hate to lose that infrastructure. Um, that's I'm yeah. terrified. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you, at your age, and most of the people I've been speaking to are under the age of thirty. Um, awesome. And and sort of embrace that. And I'm I can't be more grateful for your generation. I mean, as I've shot well, on my own, it back. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I hope it's a little bit more. Um, you know, kind of uh, ubiquitous with our society than, yeah. than vinyl because vinyl still, in, you know, kind of a really, you can still market. consider it like a fad, but, but I'll, yeah. but I'll say yeah. that like the real people keeping it around are like the Tarantinos. And- oh God. Yeah. Like, uh, Nolan and yeah. Yeah. I, like without them making these giant deals and be like, yep, yep. And they should burn this much film. Like, I think we'd all be, you know, fucked. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny that it, you know, like it's all either the really big budgets or the really no budgets. Like Noah Baumbach and you know Greta Gerwig, and they're all shooting film again. It's like they're on the low, you know, the lower budget ones. And then you have but it all like they crazy, like coalesce. Yeah, but, you know, and, and TV, definitely. TV, and TV. Yeah, Let's keep shooting some TV on film because they spend so much money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and and they're willing to spend the money, especially with the the streaming sites uh, being able yep, to do that. Yep. And um, that's the other thing is training the DPs to start shooting on film. Like Mars, I I'm, I really want to talk to Mars too at some point. To, but, yeah, because he's he's leaving. Yeah, movie. he's go. He's leaving town in a couple oh, days. But is he? he might, yeah, yeah. Is he going to say Germany or Greece? He's going to Germany. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I know the project, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, and again, uh, this goes back to, uh, you know, we all know each other too. And I love this brotherhood. You me know? too. Me too. <laughs> Honestly, it's great to chat. I, I mean, yeah. maybe we'll do a part two one of these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks for your time. Ramez. No, thank you, man. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, thank you for always, you know, thanks for selling me those mags. Thanks for being supportive. Like yeah, this community needs, needs, like help each other when when we need it and speak up uh, yeah speak up if yeah. you shoot film you know Absolutely. And, uh, and come by the cigar uh get together i know i need to i've been yeah. really meaning to i'm gonna i'm gonna make it in the next couple of weeks for sure you got it man thank you so much thank you have a good sure. have a good rest of your friday night you too bye peace